0: Sometimes, life can feel like one big project, constantly trying to put the pieces together. What if I told you it's okay to be a mess? Life is a journey, and we must transform ourselves into who we want to become. We start by knowing who we are, and with the relentless pursuits of our passion and purpose. How did I do it? With a lot of help from my friends, and we'll talk about all of that right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Project. Live life as though nobody is watching and express yourself as though everyone is listening. This is what Nelson Mandela said. And on this last episode in season one of The Beautiful Butterfly Project, we will be talking with Gladia Natural. And I absolutely loved this interview because it was kind of like the icing on the cake to just what we have been talking about all season on the Beautiful Butterfly Project, which is loving yourself, embracing who you are, and just being authentic. And just one of the endeavors that I've had on the Beautiful Butterfly Project when I decided to start this podcast was really sharing stories from individuals that have faced adversity in their life, that face challenges, but through their work, And moving forward in life, they overcame those obstacles and they became dynamic individuals. And they wanted to pay it forward by sharing tips and tools that they learned along the way on their journey. And even, you know, just with me, you know, sharing a little bit about my journey on, you know, my individual podcasts. You know, the main thing that I wanted to do was just to give insight into how even though someone looks a certain way on the outside, they may or may not feel like that on the inside each and every day. It is a struggle for some individuals just to get out of bed. It's a struggle for individuals just to show themselves to the world. And we often hide behind what others want us to be. and. I just wanted to have guests who are really organic, who are just really natural in their sharing. And um, here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project, we just wanted to share those stories to give others the courage to share their own. Because being yourself means shedding all the layers of looking good, wanting to be liked, being scared to stand out, and trying to be who you think people want you to be. But being yourself is so much harder. It means being naked, raw, and vulnerable. Jeff Moore said this. And on this last episode in season one of the Beautiful Butterfly Project, we will talk with Gladia Naturel about her natural hair journey. And we just had so many similarities. So you'll just hear, you know, us just having a, just a really comfortable conversation because I too went through that natural hair journey and I felt every single thing that she was feeling in her moments with sharing with us. And I hope you enjoyed every single episode on this season one. And if you have listened to one episode, my heart truly thanks you. And I just look forward to um, season two. And on this last episode, I hope something resonates with you just about being natural and authentic in who you really are. And we'll discover all of that right here on this episode. Of the beautiful Butterfly Project. Gladia Etienne, also known as Gladia's Naturelle, is a social media influencer and a self-proclaimed natural hair enthusiast who enjoys teaching self-love, self-care, and self-acceptance. After growing her hair in half the time on her second Big Chop, she knew that she cracked the secret As a result, she created the seven-step natural hair methodology that has successfully helped thousands from all over the world, including Switzerland, Haiti, South Africa, and the Dominican Republic to develop a customized hair regimen. Her experience has helped thousands of women to develop their own hair care regimen in order to encourage them to remain natural. Lydia, who has been natural for over eight years, She shares all of her knowledge and what that means in her weekly podcast called Our Hair Podcast. And I'm so excited to have Lydia here with us to discuss all things natural and plus give us a little bit of insight on who she is.
1: Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) I'm doing
0: great. And You know, your bio always doesn't speak to the total person of who you are. So why don't you tell those of us here that are listening and those people that I dub the Butterfly Nation exactly who Gladia is?
1: No problem. So um as you guys know, just a small little tweet on um how you pronounce my name would be Gladia, but Gladia. That, yeah, okay.
0: Gladia. Little,
1: yeah, yeah. Thank you so <laughs> no, much.
0: I should have there. asked that before, there's but there's definitely so. Gladia Don't worry about
1: that. Yeah. yeah. But um so I always remember people who have hard time remembering my name, I'll be like Gladiator. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a warrior there, girl.
1: You know. <laughs> Quick story on that. I remember there was an email that it auto-corrected my name to Gladiator. And so the whole conversations back and forth was like that. And eventually somebody picked up and was like, you know what? You're the warrior of the office. So we're going to leave it as such. (laughs) But um, that's like, my name is not very common, but Gladia is from my mother's name, Gladys. And so my brand name now is Gladia's Natural. Gladys Natural. Yeah. And so that name was inspired because I wanted to have a brand name for the natural movement that I'm trying to be a part of. And natural came about from since I'm Haitian. okay. So the word natural turned to natural is the same term as being natural. And so that's how Gladius Natural came about. But um as you said, my bio really summed up, what I've been able to do, but really the goal of what I had in mind was just to teach others about the journey I began. And my daughter was the person who kind of facilitated all that. Yeah. And so from there, when I became natural, so many people were asking me and I was like, you know what, I have to create something that allows me to teach over and over and not teaching like on demand, usually, because they'll be on the street. Hey, what do you do with your hair? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't you... that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> All the time. And I'm like, okay. so let's start from the beginning, you know, <laughs> because there is a system. And the the system that I was able to create not only helped me, but many others. But what inspired it was I was tired of seeing like Facebook groups and other sources that weren't giving you a step-by-step kind of guidance, but rather it was just telling you, here's what I'm doing, do it. And then, so you would follow it and it wouldn't work for you because the product is not compatible with you. You're here. So there had to been something more and I wanted to figure out what did I figure out that worked for me based on all the other like pages I was following all the websites I was researching, like I grabbed all that information and I kind of accumulated and found something that worked for me. And now I'm like, you know, using it strategically or step by step. And so I was like, what was it that if I teach somebody, I don't want to tell them what I did. I want to tell them how I did it. Absolutely. So they can find the things that would work for them, and then eventually get the same result that I'm getting, but they're doing it differently. And so basically, that's just sum up what I do. And I just created a system that just works for everybody. It didn't matter. Like, you know, even a a class I had, I had an Asian student.
0: Oh, wow. Asian
1: student, I had a Caucasian student. So it didn't just speak to African American women only or people with kinky hair alone. But it was translating to just about every person who had hair, (laughs) essentially.
0: And that's a beautiful thing because what I hear you say is that every product and every thing that we hear that works for one woman may not work for all women because it doesn't necessarily work for your hair. And goodness knows that I've experienced a lot of the same thing. And what I also heard you said, that there was a catalyst Mm -hmm. And the reasoning why you started Gladius Naturel was because you had questions about not only your hair, but your daughter's hair. So what was that defining moment for you? What did it look like when you decided to start this journey, this natural journey?
1: Yeah, we're going way back. You know, my daughter was about three years old when um, her hair started to grow and oh, wow. yeah. it was really curly. And I wasn't used to that because, you know, <laughs> I, had, I was perming my hair, you know, at that time. I was like, you know, what is this? You know, <laughs> this is new. Yeah, yeah. So I was ex- actually excited because I was like, her hair is beautiful. It's perfect. There's nothing I need to do. I knew I was perming my hair because I didn't have good hair. That's why I felt. I was perming my hair. Mm. I didn't have good hair. I didn't have curly hair. I didn't know what my hair looked like other than perming it. And anytime it needed like a touch up, and I always tell people, you know, my hair feels like Brillo pad, you know, the ones that you scrub your pots with. Mm -hmm. Like that's, my hair felt like unmanageable, unruly. And as soon as I felt that, I knew I needed to perm my hair again. Mm. And so when I saw my daughter's hair who was, the complete opposite. And just for you guys to understand, my husband, he's Haitian and I'm Haitian. I was born here, but he was born in Haiti. You know, I even did an ancestry test. I'm black, black. You know what I mean? Like, that's okay. Right. (laughs) The reason why I say that is because people was asking me, is my daughter mixed? Wow. Yeah. Is she mixed? Like, in other words, you couldn't be black and have quote unquote good hair. Or beautiful hair. (laughs) So much to unpack, but I'll let you finish. (laughs) Let's go. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it was one of the things that I had to now see for myself. Because here I have this little girl, and she has beautiful curly hair. By the time she was three years old, when her hair was stretched, it was down her waist. But here's what happened. People were coming to me and was like, oh, she has such beautiful hair. When are you going to perm it? when are you going to perm her hair? And I'm confused because I'm like, wait a minute. I know why I'm perming my hair, but I know why I'm not going to perm hers because right. her hair is fine. Her hair is yes. perfect. It's exactly how I needed it. Yeah. You know, and they were like, you know, oh, I can't wait for you to perm her hair. Those were the comments that I kept hearing. And it was really bothering my spirit because I'm like, how do I address this? Because here I'm trying to tell them You know, they can't really dictate what I do with my child's hair. But the feedback that I'm getting can influence her Mm -hmm. at some point in her life. And I said something had to change. And I had to change me first before I can preach to her about what beauty is. And that's where it began when I said, I got to go natural. I don't know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) But I got to figure it out because nobody's going to tell me that her hair is not beautiful. And she's not going to look at me as a hypocrite as well, as, you know, as well, like looking at me like, well, why are you perming and you telling me not to perm? Right. That was the thought I had in my mind. And I was like, I didn't want to make that mistake. I was like, if I'm going to be preaching it and if I'm going to be telling her that she's perfect, she's beautiful as she is, and I don't want to put chemicals in your hair, I want her to see it from somebody who's emulating that because nobody around me was natural My child was the only one and I needed to do something quick, fast. And that was important to me. And that's where it began.
0: You know, that is so amazing. You said so much. And the first thing that I want to talk about is what you said about you not believing that you had good hair. You know, Chris Rock did a movie a long time ago in regard to the whole question of what is good hair? And that movie struck a, you know, a real nerve, you know, because at that time I was still perming, relaxing my hair as well. I too have been natural for about eight years now and it was a process and no one was doing it at that time. Right. No one had any clue on how to do it. I've broken up with two hair stylists because they just refuse to work with me on growing out my relaxer. So talk to me about the mindset that goes behind us, which I equate as our reflection on how we see ourselves about you not thinking that you have good hair.
1: I am the eldest of eight children and seven of us are girls. And my mother, who used to take care of our hair, we all had long hair. We had a lot of hair. And I remember every day was a struggle in the early years, early years before she started perming, before she found out about perming, And she had to deal with five different girls, tended headed girls in the morning before school. Mm. You can only imagine
0: trying to get us ready
1: to get to school. And then I remember when I turned seven and Just For Me came out. (laughs) The box. The box. The cassette, the whole membership, everything. And I came to her one day from school, crying, telling her that they were pulling my hair and they were calling me Haitian booty scratcher. At that time, my hair was, I remember some pictures when I did kind of have like thick, thick hair. So she used to just twist my hair up quickly and go to send me to school. And I remember my hair being pulled all the time and being called Haitian booty scratcher or you don't have good hair. And also I was the darkest out of all my family. So, you know, around that time, complexion that was plays another, into it. Yeah. another thing. And so I came home crying to my mother and saying, I'm not pretty. I don't have good hair. Instead of asking for like like a cabbage patch doll or anything like that, I was asking to get my hair perm. My goodness. So I was seven, eight years old around that time. So my mentality then, that's where it started. And I didn't have no one around me to tell me, no, you're perfect, you're beautiful. No one was telling me that. And what she ended up doing, because she was tired of hearing that from me, tired of me coming home crying because I was being bullied, she permed my hair. And she permed all our hair. And I, from seven years old till (laughs) I was like... 24 years old, I was perming my hair every month. Wow. Yeah. Or at least every other month, at least six weeks, you know, within that, yeah, period, yeah. I needed to, I had that thick, thick hair. Some of my sisters didn't need to perm as much, but me, I needed to do that. And so my hair, I didn't think I had good hair because I had to keep perming it. So mm-hmm. we could be good hair. Right. When I did get my hair done, people were like, Oh, wow, you look nice. And if I didn't, you didn't get no compliments. You didn't get no acknowledgement. So that alone already told me what was good and what wasn't good. Right. When I looked around on, on media, the channels, you know, whatever show you were watching, whatever movie you were watching, sister, I was watching. I grew up on those shows. Yeah. Those girls had permed hair, long hair like mine's now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look better. And here's what changed after my mom permed my hair. I wasn't picked on anymore. Mm. People were coming to me and saying, "Oh, you Dominican,"
0: and that's a whole conversation in itself. <laughs> <laughs> <You're Dominican?
1: laughs> Let me be Dominican. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because now I'm not getting picked on. My hair's not being pulled, and that's where it started. Seven years old, I didn't know what good hair looked like. I didn't know what that real that what that definition really meant until now until now, like now I'm 35 years old and I'm trying to undo the trauma that was done to me. And the stuff that wasn't told to me, I make it my mission to tell it to others. I make it my mission to tell my daughter. Yes. So she know you are perfect. Ain't nothing you need to change about yourself, not your skin color and definitely not your hair.
0: Wow. And you talked about, your journey in from not thinking that you had good hair and how you saw yourself, your reflection to journeying beyond the age of 24 to now you said that you're 35 and you're finally able to see that nothing was wrong with your hair the whole time. And that reflection changed ultimately because You had a mindset shift. And when you had this different idea and different mentality about your hair, you talked about you passing that on to your daughter. How important to you was that to start doing, really instilling in your daughter how she was going to ultimately see herself?
1: Well, you know, our children is our future. Yeah. And- Most of my generation, we didn't have that.
0: Right.
1: And I didn't want to lose that translation ever again. I was like, like my philosophy really in life is when you know better, you do better, you know? And you want to teach others what you've learned. You just kind of pass it down. It's like, you know, it's not just for me. It's many other people who are vicariously watching you. Yeah, yeah. I was the only one out of my eight siblings well my seven sisters that went natural for a while and it was hard yeah i was the only one in my circle that was natural i was the only one in my neighborhood that i could like look around and find that was natural so it was a lonely time I didn't have nobody to really kind of like get the support from. I can't say that, but you know, cause my husband, he was just, yeah. <laughs> he actually was the one that was like, you, sh- you would look so beautiful if you just stopped. And first. that's amazing. And you don't get that often. And, no. you know, him, I was just like, well, you're only saying that because you don't know the process. You don't know what happens when, you know, <laughs> like I'm fighting him on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know what my hair look like when I do perm." <laughs> <leave me."> and you're <laughs> going for a woman with straighter hair. <laughs> you're gonna run as soon as you see it.
0: <laughs> and so you're dumping all this on him.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, and he's like, No, you don't, you have no idea what God gave you, you know, and I didn't. And I couldn't see it. I saw it in others. If if I did see a glimpse of a woman with natural hair, I'm like, oh, she's probably half mixed with something or mm. Whatever it was, it wasn't me. I didn't have that. That's all I That was in my mind. I couldn't get past that. And even if I could glimpse, like, see a glimpse, a piece of what may look like, I'm like, oh, this looks scary. And I don't want to do it. I don't know how to do it, you know. And I didn't want to not take that and give it to my daughter now. Now that I know this, I want her to be confident in who she is. Like, no matter where she was, no matter if she was in a different part of the world, that she was herself. yeah, And that's what was more important to me than anything else. Because if I could learn how to be myself, I can teach her better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to be able to teach it if I don't know it myself. So a lot of my misconceptions, a lot of the things that were blocking me from seeing deeper, I had to break those. So I had to do it alone. I had to... Go in my room and cry when somebody would make a comment about it, you know. Oh, you used to have good hair Mm -hmm. when I went natural. Oh, why did you do that? You know, comments like that. You know, you try to be tough about it, but they hurt, you know, and you go to your quiet place in the hope that you're doing this for the right reason. My daughter was like the center of that. Every time I saw her, I'm like, I'm doing it for her. Like, I couldn't watch what everybody else was doing. I had to stay focused on why I wanted to continue there because I needed a why. Wow. Yes.
0: (laughs) I'm absolutely loving this. You said so many things. A couple of things that I want to go back to is how you said when you uh, first started transitioning, how you didn't see anybody that looked like you on television. And, you know, the people that we see on television and pop culture on social media, we kind of place those in an idol box and a mentor box. And so we didn't have anybody that looked like you or that looked like me wearing their hair as it grew out their head. Like we just didn't see that happen. You also said in your own family that you didn't see anybody like that either. You were the first to do it out of your seven sisters and you go places you were the only one who was rocking your beautiful coils and you felt you know ostracized or out of place you know i you know i too felt the same things i know you know when i first started you know doing it here it's like i would go different places i would go to church and and have people oh like remarks so you got your pom-pom on today and oh you're wearing these different hairstyles to work you know how exactly you're gonna come on next week. And those things would hurt. Yeah. They would hurt. And you also said something, how you would go to your quiet place. You would find solace in your quiet place. And so the question is, do you have a mantra or affirmation that you repeat to yourself to help in those moments where you're
1: not quite sure? Oh my God. It's... (laughs) So much. I can't really pinpoint on a specific one. But what I can tell you is my quiet place was there are different points in my life that required a different mantra. I love it. I Everything, love it. Yeah. Every point, every transition I was going through, like I was elevating, I was changing. My mindset was like, okay, we're not here no more. We need to be here now. You know, and I had to find that new meaning, that new essence, because in the beginning it wasn't beautiful. Like people think like you just went natural and, you know, all of a sudden your hair is curly and all the your problems. are solved. No, ma'am. No, no, no. It <laughs> was a process. OK, first of all, I try to keep the perm and see if I could grow it out. Maybe it will just mingle all together and just look right. No, nope, no. Nope, it didn't. <laughs> It actually looked worse. And I was just like, okay, you know what? I'm going back to perming. Yeah. I, I, I changed my mind. I, I don't know what I was doing, you know. And um, I can't say I didn't have that much help because in the beginning, there was just a, a handful of people that was teaching how to be natural online. And one of them I definitely can attribute to is Natural 85. Because around that time, yeah, that's where yeah. She was like two years into her journey and we looked like each other, like a lot of people would mistake me for her or her, like, you know, because we have a similar feature. But I remember watching one of her episode on YouTube and my mind went. Poof, and I was like, could it be possible? Could I, you know, and that that's when that spark of hope came, because I was like, you know what, what is she doing? You know, but she was doing it her way. She was teaching her techniques and yeah, things yeah. like that. And I was just getting little little bits and this and her information were leading me to other YouTube. You know how YouTube is like a rabbit hole. Once you watch one, you find all the others related to it. But I was stuck on her because she had a system. She had something that was working for her and she was consistent with what she was doing. And we were watching her from the time she started to you know, now that she's this famous, beautiful, inspiring woman. I had looked up to her since, like, when she started. Like I said, I, I really went full blown in 2011. When she started out, I watched when she cut her hair, like, really, really short. Mm-hmm. And then she did a, a hair mask treatment, and she was just doing things for, like, a couple months. And then she checked back, and her hair was, like you know, at Why? least a couple inches long. And Why? I was like, oh, so inspired, her. I was like, you go, girl. Oh my God, we're so happy. That's going to be me one thing. But again, it didn't start out like that. I mm-hmm. had to learn how to let go. I had to let go. And I didn't know how to let go. It was scary. And then when I finally made the decision after I realized it wasn't beautiful, it wasn't working because I had my permed ends with my natural sections of my hair, together was a big mess and I said I gotta cut in. I remember going to the Dominican salon and I Mm. said cut my hair the perm part only and all they did was just even out my hair and I was like oh my goodness went home couldn't follow directions exactly I went home grabbed my scissors (laughs) wet my hair (laughs) in the mirror and I was looking at the parts that were curly and the parts that were straight and then I just did in one of the section and I stopped right there. I stopped quick, quick, because I saw how short it got. It was just like two inches of hair and the tears mm. trickled down my face. Cause I didn't know I was, I couldn't believe I was actually doing it, you know? And I looked at my husband, I was like, did you see what I just did? I can't, I can't stop here. I, I messed this up. I have to do the whole head. <laughs> He's like, he's like, do it, do it, do it, you know, encourage me. And I just kept cutting and I was like, there's no turning back. And I just kept cutting until I was satisfied. And that was one part of my life. That one point right there had needed a different mantra. Mm -hmm. I needed to accept just that part right there. I needed to learn how to accept it. Mm -hmm. And that was so hard. And I remember getting perm rods, putting it in my hair. And then the following day, I took it out and it was curly. I knew I had something. I was like, "Okay, you look good. You, I you can work with terrible. that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do something with this, okay? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's figure out some other styles, you know. <laughs> like doing a lot of braids, a lot of things. But early on, I was doing a lot of braids because I wasn't confident in walking outside yes. with my hair short. So here, here, but then I big chop a second time many years later. And this time I was walking confidently with my haircut and I loved it. Actually, Mm -hmm. I was like, I kind of want to cut it again. But those two different points in my life, two different people, the mindset really changed. But today, what I tell people is no matter what you have to do to overcome that situation, figure it out. Wow. Find it. Wow. search for it, seek it, beg for it, as a matter of fact, because the ultimate goal was for me to keep loving myself. And I didn't care what I had to figure out to, to get there. If I had to sit for hours to watch YouTube videos, if I had to go through Google and search information, I was going to figure out if I had to surround myself like group pages, finding th- like-minded people That's so true. that you could have it because I, I didn't have it around me. So I had to create a virtual world for myself So that I didn't feel alone. So I didn't feel like I was by myself, but I saw others who were doing it at different points in my life people who cut it, people who started to see growth, people who were braiding, people who were. I was learning from everybody. Everybody had something to teach me at a different point in my life. And here I am today. I'm like (laughs) more than happy about the decision. I wish I could have started earlier, but I would not have learned all I've learned now to be able to teach. To others. So,
0: right, because you weren't ready at that time. Because what I have learned is that each new level that we achieve in life requires a greater version of ourselves. It requires a greater version. And that greater version has to be ready mentally, it has to be ready emotionally, and it has to be ready spiritually. Yes. Because one profound thing that you said is that no matter what you had to do to keep loving yourself, you had to figure it out. Yeah. That the person who was putting the perm rods in and wearing the braids isn't the same person that she is now. No. And that was two different versions that required two different mantras. And I absolutely love it. (laughs) I love it because that's what the Beautiful Butterfly Project is all about, is about finding that authenticity after that transformation. And that's a beautiful thing, Gladia. So you mentor other individuals in their hair care regimens. Talk to the Beautiful Butterfly Project about your coaching business?
1: Yeah, so I wanted to do like classes and I started out small where I had my um, Facebook Live sessions. I have a group page called I Am Natural group page. And this page now have over 7,000 students. But it didn't start out that way. We had like 20 people for a while. And when I say a while, maybe a few, a few months, maybe to a year, and then I wasn't really doing much with it until something clicked. And it was like, this is how I'm going to teach. And the way I started teaching is I started to answer people questions in depth. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if somebody would, you know, I don't know if you've had that experience, but you would go to a group page and you would ask the question, oh, how did you do your hair? Or what did you use to make your hair grow? Coconut oil. I can't use coconut oil. jojoba oil or whatever. They'll just give you a one word answer as if that just solved all your, your hair problems. It's <laughs> not for me. My what? hair does not you like coconut oil coconut for some oil? reason. Did it worked for you. Uh-uh. How can coconut oil be the one answer to a random person? I, it. I couldn't. I couldn't I, it upset me. And I said, you know what? Let me just start answering people questions. So I started researching. Yeah. What to do? How do you da-da-da. And I was like, all right, first let's figure out your you know, your hair type. Because yep. a lot of people say it's not important. It but is I, important. There's a reason why for it. And I've cracked the secret, you guys. Then I was like your porosity level plays a major role. I had to figure out what was your density because we needed to know how thick or thin your hair was. High porosity, middle density. <laughs> there we go.
0: Hey, I know. 3C, <laughs> <laughs> 4A.
1: And I want to be a 4B, but I'm not. <laughs> that's, that's how I want people to speak. Like, because when you give me that information, I can narrow down what is most likely to be compatible with your hair right. based on that information. I can put a, a systematic plan for you that I'm like, okay, I need you to use mousse because you have low density. You need to give that hair some body. You need to create exactly them curls to be fluffed up. If you're around that 3A to 3C, these are my people, what I call them, like my daughter, she has like 3C to 4A hair. They have a lot less protein in their hair. My so hair protein, loves protein. Exactly. It yeah, loves protein. it. Soaks it he up. loves it. <laughs> Soak it up. Whereas for me, protein, I can't use as much protein. I am 4C. So my hair, when Gorgeous I purchase hair, it's like, it gets harder. It's like, oh no, now you really can't you know, comb through that. So I have to use protein sparingly, not that I excluded, but now I can tell you how often you can use the protein um, treatments in your hair. So those were the researches that kept my page growing. Within about two years, my page hit over 5,000 students. Quick. In a day, I was... Yeah. a of people at a time was like requesting to get in, and then I was like, you know what? Let me do a workshop. Did a workshop in my local church. Yeah, put it together, and I I didn't know there were days I was by myself. Nobody came, That's or they, okay. not that they didn't come. They paid for the class. Some people come paid, and then they didn't they didn't show up, and it was all right. I would go there, and then it was taken off right before the corona happened, actually. But that that six month prior to the corona it picked up pretty quickly. And like I said, I was getting students who were finding my course from all over the world, traveled down Mm. to come to the class and left there and was asking me, how come I'm not charging more? Because they left with everything they ever wanted and then some. And then I wrote a book, Mm. The Ultimate Guide to Rocking That Natural Hair. And that book put it together with the courses, with all that. People were getting the results. They weren't finding elsewhere, you know. The main part was to make it simple. Make it simple for people and it worked for you. That it wasn't just like it was simple or it wasn't like it was, this is what Gladia is doing. I'm just doing exactly what she's doing. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was they were finding these information. Everybody was doing the same thing. They found their products. They find their techniques. How many times they're supposed to do such and such per month or per week or per day. And boom, they had a system working for them. So, these courses was my segue to really get the information out there to really teach my students on what I was doing and how I was doing it. So, but it started out from there, from the group page, and then from there, just kind of like a whole bunch of other things I'm creating. I'm actually working on a one to one coaching program, Love it. which should be released soon. But anything to just get the information out and get people what and they
0: I want. love it. That's so important because it sounds like you know why you were created. And so why don't you tell us what your purpose is? Why do you think that you were created?
1: I actually wrote this down because I was like, what is my purpose? <laughs> yes, what is your purpose? You said something
0: very important earlier. You had to figure out find out what your why was.
1: Yeah. I think everybody have their whys. Everybody have their whys. And when you find that, it kind of helps you stay focused on what you're doing. Mm. If you don't have a goal in mind, if you don't have something that's keeping you, you're going to fall. Because I can come here, you can say, oh, Gladia, how do you manage your natural hair? Or how should I manage my natural? I can teach you all the deeps. But You go home tomorrow and forget all about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have no motivation or care to even follow through with it because you don't have a why. You don't have a depthness. You don't have a you don't have something to get you out and keep you on that journey. Especially like I said, I told you, I didn't have people around me to keep me going. I didn't have it. Multiple times I contemplated giving up. I didn't have the confidence. I had to build that up. I had to yeah. fix me first, yeah. mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I had to keep looking at this girl in the mirror and say, you're beautiful. You're perfect. You're beautiful. And I had to keep saying it until I believed it. Because I wasn't believing it. And that was one thing I made sure I didn't want my daughter to go through. Her confidence level, I admire her. I, <laughs> I look at her like, so... <laughs> you so confident. (laughs) That
0: that is like my niece. My sister does a very good job at that. And my niece is like 11 and she has the confidence of that rivals a very mature woman. She knows that she's beautiful and that's that's so important.
1: We don't have that. We lost that. The world wasn't telling us that, you know, Mm -hmm. every black woman today, I can tell you at some point they had a low self-esteem about their image, about who they were naturally. I felt like I had to apologize for how I look at times. Apologize. And I am I said, I'm never doing that again. That old Gladia. No, no, not her today. As a matter of fact. <laughs> Matter
0: of fact, matter of fact,
1: matter fact. fact. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see me, like even if, you know, because I'm a nurse as well, and working in a professional field with your hair like this, like you were saying, Nicole, earlier, yeah, about getting them comments. Oh, you look professional today. That's when my hair was sleeked down in a bun. Yep. So I guess yesterday I wasn't professional with my afro. So what I'm going to do tomorrow is... I'm going to put my hair in a fro. Yep,
0: It's going to be big.
1: And it's going to be huge. And <laughs> it's going to be, you know, <laughs> in your face. Yep. Because what I wanted to put out there is you're going to get comfortable being uncomfortable until you're comfortable.
0: That, and I wish everybody could see me now because I got my fist yeah, up. like yes, yes, yes.
1: yes. Like, oh. You're going to get comfortable at being uncomfortable. That's all it is. The more you see it, the more you accept it. Mm. That was my goal. And remember, being the only black girl in a predominantly white environment, it is not easy. It is not. But you know what? The confidence in me, it was just like little things like that was building it up. Because I was not going to let anybody tell me what was professional. Mm -hmm. I was not going to let nobody tell me what was beautiful anymore. Anymore. Like, no. 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 It is time we take back what they took away from us. Wow. If I can look at somebody else and tell you you're beautiful, I should look at myself and say the same thing. Even if none of the world told me, I should be able to. And that's why I, I, I stopped looking for compliments. I stopped looking for acceptance. I stopped because you're not going to find it until you find it in yourself first. Now, when you find it in yourself first, you know what happens? Everybody else starts seeing it now.
0: Mm. Well, well, well.
1: Now everybody, hey, well. what you doing with your Can You tell me those <laughs> people that were talking about you, all of a sudden, they're natural today. Yes, and the, the same lady is-
0: <laughs> who made the pom-pom comment is That's not so. a pom-pom anymore, especially when she sees it curly to straight, straight to curly. She's like, look at it. How do you do that? I want mine to do that. I like
1: that. It's the mm, not the pom pom no more. Exactly, but it it didn't start where you are right now. It did not. It started with that pom pom. It sure did. the The pom pom, I had to learn to love it first. That's right. For me to get the curls later. That's right. Now my hair when stretched is like yes,
0: long and gorgeous and beautiful as it is when it's in the twist or in the fro or any state, it's still beautiful.
1: One inch of hair, two inch of hair, three yes. every level. I had to love each and every one of it. Once I dominated that, I'm telling you, like nobody can touch me now.
0: <laughs> it's like can nobody touched me. <laughs> it's like
1: that's mm, your shoulders off because I don't have time. And it's not a cockiness. It's more like you have to know where I was to understand where I am today. Girl, you better say that again. You had to see where I was. I didn't even think I liked myself. I always wanted something else in somebody else to feel complete, to feel like then I'll be beautiful. I had to Mm -hmm. look at all my flaws and be like, you know what? If this is what God gave me, then it's okay. Let's make it work. Let's figure it out. Whatever I had to do to figure it out, I was doing it. It was a lot of meditation, a lot of praying, a lot of crying, a lot of moments in my life that brought me to my knees that I was just like, show me what I'm, why I'm doing this and how I'm supposed to do this. And once I was able to figure certain moments or situations, then I was like, all right, Now, if my I would think if my daughter would to ever ask me this or would to ever go through this, I know how to talk to her about it. I would tell her where to go or what to do. And let alone it didn't matter who came before me. Now I know what to say, what to do instead of just saying, well, it is what it is. Usually that's what we say. And we move on with our life, not knowing how hurt this person is or, you know, it's a thin line between sanity and insanity. You know, mm. and you have to know that it just take that little bit. If it's a confident that that person needed just to not go over that edge. God knows how many times I was right there.
0: Right there.
1: And it was Just something that just pulled me and kept me under that line because I was always either right there or just ready to jump over it. Mm. Ready. You know, it was just a thread of. Mentally, I just was not happy with who I am, and if you understood where I was, the person that I am today is a statement to the things I've gone through. You know, I I had to be by myself in almost everything, and it was important. It was very important for that, because now I don't need anybody to tell me what is. Beautiful, what is perfect. I didn't need to hear it anymore. Like, it was almost too late. It's like when people were telling me, I'm like, in my mind, it was like, I already know that. <laughs> I'm glad you figured that. Out I'm glad
0: you figured it out.
1: Years later, after right. natural.
0: You know what I mean? You have such an amazing journey. It's just so, it's just so much that you had to go through to become this gorgeous butterfly that you are, and here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project, we always ask our guests just a couple of questions that are just random, just off-the-cuff questions, and just to give us a little bit more insight into who you are. And so that first question is, if you had a color for your personality, what color would that be? <laughs>
1: wow. Wow. Um, I would say white. Mm. And first of all, I love the color white It's very pure. It's very clean. Everything I do is very like, I can't go to sleep without fixing my bed. You know, I can't, Mm. if I'm really angry or mad or sad, I'm cleaning. Like Mm. I'm always purifying everything around me because I have to first, my environment first has to, clear up first before yeah. I can clear me mentally because it attributes to how you feel it does it contributes to how you feel it's just like if if your house is messy it's you it's feel, out of order yeah. yeah I feel out of order so I need to first clean up and then mm-hmm. um, then I can clean up myself or oh, I have I have clarity to clean up myself you know because I'm not focused on everything else it just adds on for me so white for me I would say is light you know Yeah. and um, where you were seeing dark you're now seeing light because I was once blinded Mm. now I'm seeing you better
0: come on with that now
1: it was like somebody was pulling the veil but one at a time though because I felt like I had multiple veils it was very (laughs) cloudy
0: there's, girl, that's a whole sermon in that. <laughs> but I'm not going to get off on another, <laughs> uh, another train ride because I have a mentor on David Gibson says, girl, you're going to start another train. <laughs> girl, we can talk about behind the veil all night. Yes. Yes. We can talk about behind the veil all My night. Heartache. What is your favorite word, Gladia?
1: My favorite word is love. That's my favorite word. I don't know what where I'd be if I didn't have that. And we know God is love. And he is the center of everything. And if you can't see that, you can't see who you are. You can't see who you are.
0: I had no idea it was going to be like this today. <laughs> I, I promise. <laughs> I wasn't prepared with, with the I tissue. I
1: not prepared either. <laughs> love. Love and everything is, I think this year alone can show you we're in a time where, I think everybody have that moment, but I think we're all experiencing it together where 2020 is really showing you what lack of love look like. And in those moments, in those small areas where you can see love, it gives you hope. It gives you strength. It gives you all the things that you could, you didn't even think could be possible. You mm-hmm. get it, and wow. it takes away your flaws. It, you, it helps <laughs> you to be a light to others, and that's why I love that word. I love love. <laughs> and if you had
0: one final day here on Earth,
1: what would you spend it doing? With my family. Wow. I always tell people there's no place like home. But home is not a destination. It's not it is the people that makes home. And I can't do without my loving husband, my loving children because when I come to them, I feel somewhere. I feel home like I'm at home because we've cultivated something within us. Yeah. You know. There's so much love. There's so much passion. There's so much things that we've learned amongst each other. Like just, And I can be myself even more around them. They've seen me at my worst and they've seen me at my best. And if God did give me one last time, I would want them around me.
0: And for the Butterfly Nation and for those listening to the Beautiful Butterfly Project,
1: tell us where we can find
0: Gladia Natural.
1: Yeah, I'm on Facebook. I um I have a Facebook page, Gladius Natural. I'm also on Instagram at Natural, And um I just recently got on TikTok, but it's well, not how really. fun is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, but you know, I I still got a lot of work to do. I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to create content. It's not really up and running. Even my Instagram page, I would say primarily the Facebook page and my group page where I teach students step-by-step direction. The I Am Natural group page, that's what it's called. And then Gladius Natural is my Facebook group page. And then you can definitely find me on my website, www.gladiusnatural.com. And you guys can download a free report where I talk about the importance of clean products because those are the things that a lot of us are miseducated about. So you could get the free report with the video and just... Download it because I've filled it up with lots of content in there where you get all the ingredients. Sometimes you pick up a product and we don't know how harmful it is. Right. When in reality, it can cause cancer or other toxins in the body that you just don't, you don't want. want. You don't mm-hmm. want You want to live your life clean. And it's not just about what you're just because you're putting on your hair doesn't mean that it's not going to affect you internally. Right. Everything can um lead to something so when you know better you do better so if I can tell you what to start out with right. you can eliminate the problem for tomorrow because you can't fix how much would it cost you to fix cancer mm. when you do have it right compared to if I just eliminated a few things out of my life mm. now to prevent what could happen in the future what can
0: happen I rather now
1: I rather now and so I hope you know you guys can definitely get that free report because it's it's the best thing ever.
0: And is there any last one thing that you want to leave us today?
1: You know, find yourself. Whatever that means, whatever that meaning is, whether it's perming your hair, whether it's being natural, there's no right way of doing anything. My thing is, is just that if I have to harm myself to change me or do something, then It's not of me or it's not for me. So when I was perming my hair, I was putting chemicals. It's not for me. That's how I started to think. Anything that I felt like it was harming me and I realized it was harming me, I had to stop it. So I would say in everything that you do, look for that. Ask yourself that question. Am I hurting myself or am I loving myself?
0: And in the words of Gladia naturel, okay. if you are harming yourself, you are hurting yourself and do whatever it takes to find yourself. Yes. And as we here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project, we thank you for your time. We thank you for your journey and you sharing it because it is through individuals like your beautiful self that we give others the courage to tell their own story.
1: Thank you, no problem.
0: You're so welcome, and we'd love to have you back. I'd love to have you back,
1: yes, yes, I would love to come back again and thank you for your project that you're doing. The butterfly says a lot, yes, great, you know, starting in the cocoon, and now you're a butterfly that's a <laughs> so powerful for another time
0: <laughs> that is for a whole another time, girl. We got a lot of stuff that we have to talk about, yes, we do, but my heart honors yours and yeah, and we'll see everybody on the next episode of The Beautiful Butterfly Project.
1: Bye-bye. If you
0: are interested in being a guest or learning more, please visit our Facebook page at The Beautiful Butterfly Project Podcast or email Projects at See you again soon as we take this amazing journey together on The Beautiful Butterfly Project.